Hello and welcome to me. <laughs> this is Storytime with Evie Jones. You know, all I do is tell stories. I'm in Wurundjeri country recording from Nam. Two Girls, One Pod. It's my solo ep. Do you love it? I had a few of you tell me where you were listening. Thank you. And what land you were on. Thank you. I've had a viewer question this week asking me to go back to my Gogglebox days. Well, can do. Can do, Amy. Um, and tell you what I'm watching. So I'm going to do that. You know maths has just started again. I'm into it, clearly, because it's maths. Uh, it's not going to disappoint. Someone's already left, but they've shown him in the package of what's to come, like, you know, right on the first episode, right at the very beginning, they show the season. He's in it. So does he come back? Ooh, only time can tell. I'm loving Lucinda and she's the spiritual lady from Byron and everyone is tweeting about her and just like she's a producer's dream because she's so vocal and she's so descriptive. What scares you about relationships? Um, the shitter, like we've got to share a toilet. <laughs> and she's just up for anything. So every producer on TV shows, radio shows, podcasts are just like, the more you can give us, the better. And, you know, there's also a guy called Collins. He's just got a, a loop of script in his head. And when he freaks out, he just goes to his script, which the producer you can see is just pulling their hair out going, uh, we need you to be vulnerable. And he's just like, what a day. Um, so that happened. But Lucinda, I've realised I can do her really, really well and she's just this magnificent person from Byron who's embodying all this enlightenment and she's just open to receiving everything that comes from the universe in such a beautiful way. I think it's delicious. I think it's yummy. Anyway, she must be protected at all costs so even though I can do her perfectly doesn't mean I'm dissing her she's going to be the gift that keeps on giving I do really feel sorry for the guy she's been matched with he literally said I hope the woman I am being matched with isn't into meditation or anything like that because I just don't like that kind of stuff you know they really do set these poor people up yay for us um, at this point in time and I said it last year at this point in time, we're up to about the 800th series of this show. So if you've watched it and you are applying for this show and you get exploited, no, there's no sorry for me. Don't go on this show if you don't want to be fucking exploited or edited. <laughs> Just know if you're going on this show to find real love, you are on a wrong show. What else am I watching? Survivor, same time fine that it's on at the same time because we have catch-up TV and the really funny thing is when you watch one live you can obviously watch the next one on catch-up but 
every night I decide whether I have a feel like, oh, how do I feel tonight? Do I want to watch a bit of maths or do I want to watch a bit of Survivor? So Survivor, last week's episode where the Cuddle Alliance, there's four of them who cuddle at night in the camp, they've decided because they just kept winning all the challenges, no one was going to tribal, that they'd throw a challenge so they'd have to go to tribal and vote the really annoying woman called Kelly out who is really annoying but then this moldy woman who hasn't been shown much on tv on the show yet all of a sudden goes well that just doesn't work for me so she's rallied the troops to take out one of the cuddle alliance well the one that they've chosen her name is peter bar manager she's got a friggin idol she's got an immunity idol She gets voted out with it after she's thrown a challenge to get rid of someone. She's the one that goes. And then, (laughs) this is what I love about cool, cool kids, then has the audacity during her (laughs) post-interview to say, I don't know why they voted me out. Maybe I'm a threat. They always say that. No, you're not a threat. We just don't want a four-person alliance and you were the first to go. Bye. Anyway, what else have I got? Look, I'm just going to run through these quickly because some of them I've started and I don't like them, so I'm not continuing. Let me know what you think of them. Uh, Fellow Travellers, I started watching it because Matt Bowman and the guy that he's in it with, Matt Bowman is the hottest actor, gay American actor. So this particular show is about these two men who meet in the 50s during the political times and they become lovers and then Matt Bowman's character ends up marrying and becoming quite a big, you know, hoo-ha. Anyway, I started, it's fantastic, it's it's really you know, well done, like it's in, set in, starts in the 80s and then it goes back to the 50s. And then the sex starts. And it's sex. It's gay sex. It's a graphic gay sex. And there's a lot of it. And it's quite aggressive as well. So for me, <laughs> who has no libido during perimenopause, not interested I'm like, give me the story, like, yay, you know, allude to the sex, if you will. (laughs) I'm at that time of my life. (laughs) I imagine this show is very, very popular with many, many people. It's not me. It's not for me. I'm just like, ooh, ow, ow, that's a lot of slapping. (laughs) There's a lot of slapping, sounds and actual slapping. The lead character is not a likable person, so I'm letting that one go. Um, Let me know if you've carried on with it and if it gets really, really effing good because then I still won't go back to it. There's a movie with Jacob Elordi who is, you know, the the man of the hour right now, Australia's Jacob Elordi from Euphoria and um, Saltburn. He's in Priscilla, which is by Sofia Coppola. And you have to really be into Sofia Coppola's movies. Um, I'm not. I did really love The Virgin Suicides. That was, I think, one of her first, if not her first movie. A really good movie, but not for everyone. Her movies are not for everyone. This movie is not for me (laughs) either. And you know what? I don't know why I started it because Elvis is in at the moment, as is Jacob Elordi. So, of course, everyone's going to give it a go. 
I think a lot of young girls are going to really watch this movie and get into it because of him and maybe the story. But I dislike anything to do with Elvis. I think it is the most – Elvis has been in my life for all of my life and I just don't care. I don't care about Elvis. I don't care about how he met his child bride. It's hideous. I don't want to see it play out on screen. I mean, I do like the fact that Sophia focuses on that part, that she's so young, you know, and only a woman would do that, make a movie that really makes the point. Priscilla Presley is the uh, one of pr- the producers of the show and consultant on the show, on the movie. So, you know, you are getting the truth. But Priscilla, the the character in the movie is not likable. She's really boring. So I stopped watching that and went, I don't like Elvis. What am I doing? Stan is playing a show at the moment, Australian show with Richard Roxburgh and Rebecca Gibney called Prosper. And it's really funny because to me it's weird that we've only had our first series that is about Hillsong Church. Why have we not had anyone make a TV show or a movie about Hillsong Church before? It's exactly that. Like they've even got a Justin Bieber character right in the very beginning and, you know, just how they make it over, you know, just the monster money. It's really good. Um, But again, too kind of heavy for me. And I do find now that TV and movies there's so many good ones that if you start one and it doesn't grab you, don't worry, just get rid of it. There's too many now and they are all competing with each other. So this really interesting article that I read because it is the Sopranos 25th year anniversary this year of when that first started. That was one of HBO's first shows ever. The guy that created that has come out and said that TV is really boring and no one's making this edgy stuff like The Sopranos anymore because you have to be really politically correct and you've got to be this and that. And I have to disagree. As soon as I heard him say it, I was like, no, I disagree with that. I'm sorry. There are so many edgy things out. Have you not watched Euphoria? Have you not watched succession like what like there's some really gross stuff happening that is written from real life events that we're seeing play out would the sopranos be made today he doesn't think so i have to disagree i think it would totally be made today um and it would be just as good if not better i don't know but to say that I think is very sour grapes. Like don't come out and, and say, oh, my old show is 25 years old. How wonderful. Isn't TV a bit shit now? Oh, piss off. The other thing that I wanted to tell you all is that if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Dr. Louise Newson, please do. Oh, my God, I'm so excited about this one. I know I've said it. But – I want to take you with me on this. I'm going to give you updates all the time. Yesterday I went to my GP and I asked for some testosterone cream. And it was such an interesting conversation because I have such a great GP. I know that's a lucky thing to have, which is just it should not be the way. Um, But get yourself a really good GP if you don't um, have one. If you have to do telehealth to get yourself a good one where, you know, you can't travel that far to a good GP, do it that way. Ask people who have a really good GP. Anyway, I said to him, I want to try testosterone. This is what it's called for women. It's been 
just come out. I'm showing him the Dr. Newson information about it and I also showed him another article about it. Anyway, he started looking it up because he was like, hmm, interesting, and he started looking it up on his medical association journal thing, so all the information that the doctors get, and he said, wow, this really is new, which means that it doesn't have long-term studies yet, which means we don't know the long-term side effects. He prefaced all of it by saying, Evie, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't know much about menopause or perimenopause. And I said, well, thank you for being so honest because not a lot of GPs do. I said, but I'd really like you to get informed about it for me and other women. And he's just such a a positive GP. And, you know, Dr. Newson said, if you present something to your doctor research that you found and they don't take it well, you don't have a good GP because that's their ego saying, you know, you think you know more than me and it shouldn't be that way. If you say, I know how busy you are, so I found something, can you look at it for me with your medical brain and eyes? And he does that. Dr. Chen does it. I just call him Marcus because, you know, we're all people. He looked at it and he said, you know what, this actually looks really good because the symptoms for low testosterone in women are fatigue, tick, low libido, tick, tick, pain, tick, and strength, gone, weakness, tick, tick, tick. So I have all those and testosterone in really low levels in a cream in women, it can make all the difference. And that's what Dr. Louise was telling me. She's been trying it and it's making all the difference. So I'm going to take you, oh, that's then what my doctor said. He goes, Evie, I'm kind of excited to start this with you. You're going to be kind of trialing this. I said, well, sadly, yeah, it should have been around and being used for a, a lot longer, but I'm fine with trialing stuff because as you know, hormones, if you, they don't work, I know this now, we all know this now, they don't work, they leave your body within 24 hours. So bring it. Um, so hopefully you will start seeing a hairy acne, no fatigue. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get hair or acne, to be honest. And if I do at that particular area, you know, maybe it'll fix my libido and I'll start wanting to show my hairy thighs again to someone. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I'll find someone that's really into hairy acne thigh. One, just the one. You know, they're out there. So who knows? That's everything for this week, except I do have an interesting fact. Or is it a fiction? Because this one comes from my producer, Rachel. Is it true? We're going to go with it is. Did you know that John and Will Kellogg, who created Cornflakes, they were Seventh-day Adventists, so of course they own Sanitarium, which is still owned by the Seventh-day Adventists. They created Cornflakes because they believed (laughs) that luxurious foods made you horny and want to masturbate more or be promiscuous. So they developed a food that would stop that. Is that true or not? I don't know. But I'm going to say this. That is not a a bad, bad food. I could eat cornflakes on their own, but wheat bix or just wheat bran couldn't. 
So if I was going to create a food that was bland enough to make me stop masturbating, certainly wouldn't be cornflakes. <laughs> oh, it would, it would, if I had a food that bland, it would want, make me want to do more spicy things, if you know what I'm talking about. So is it true? I don't know. Let's say it is. Because, you know, cornflakes been around for a long time. I think they're going to be just fine. Hey, you, dogs. I've got five dogs at the moment. Five. I'll tell you more about that next week. It was great to be in your ear holes again. Um, Have a wonderful week. Have a really great day. Wherever you are listening to me, I hope you're doing okay. Remember, tomorrow's a new day. You can start all over again if you're having a shit one. Love you. I will talk to you soon. Bye.